What's up everyone? I just wanted to set things off by showing you this map. Uh, this is a map that I first purchased when I started touring Europe as a musician. It is a map of the Eurorail system. I wanted to be able to keep track of where I was. Uh, so here it is, and on the back we have the uh, off-white sticker along with the Nacrobat sticker. Let's go ahead and open this up. And when we were booking and performing concerts throughout Europe, I put these stickers of stars on the map to denote the places that we had rocked. So each of these stars denotes an off-white concert um, in Europe. And I'd like to show you this issue of Le Monde. And this is a newspaper that is essentially the New York Times of France. And this issue is from Thursday, June 10th, 2004. And if we open this up, on the inside, on page 29, in the culture section, is the article on Galapagos 4 by Odile de Plas. Odile de Plas. So thank you to Odile. And uh, there it says off-white. And this is uh, section one of Le Monde. It's still the front page section. So that is June 10th, 2004. And our first concert in Paris was at a place called Nouveau Casino. And uh, this is the flyer for it. So we have the young lady looking very lovely on the front. Now there are two versions. Um, this is the short version, which on the back has the listing for our concert. Off-white quail meaty yogurt. And um, it was thrown by the Hip Hop Resistance crew. So thank you to Hip Hop Resistance. And that's one version. And then the long version has the same imagery, except that it folds out. And we have some more imagery. We have the parking lot. Uh, we have the gun. And we have the staying alive in the field of flowers. So, on the back, it's the same listing. And um, this version has the write-up. So this was our first concert in Paris. And um, there was a second flyer here. This was done by 
the hip hop resistance screw. Um, I believe it was a Tuesday, January 27th, 2003, and the show did sell out. And um, I sold all the off-white CDs and records I had at the show. Um, this is the second concert that I played in Paris. It is at um, a venue called Le Triptyque. So we'll take a look at this. This was uh, June 2004. This was the concert where we had the Le Monde article written. And on the inside of the Triptyque promotional materials, we have Soul from Anticon. Uh, and I don't know if you can see, but it does say MC producer Ryan Fernandez off white. So that is the second concert I performed in Paris. And both these places, Novo Casino and Triptyque, are still in operation in Paris today. So, we got Le Monde, we got Novo Casino, we got Hip Hop Resistance, and we got Triptyque. And those are the shows I've rocked in Paris. Yo! This is Off-White Cinematic. This is off-white cinematic, yo, you gots to have it, cinematic, yo, this is off-white cinematic, yo, you gots to have it, cinematic, yeah, this is off-white cinematic, yo, you gots to have it, cinematic, ha, this is off-white cinematic, yo, you gots to have it, ha, I'm like a trapeze artist when I'm flying, yo, you standing there just denying, yo, denial is not just a river in Egypt, out in the desert, yo. Check it as I preserve every single time Wanna hit you with the serve, uh, soft serve Every single time I'm just ahead of the curve Cause I'm running, gunning, ahead of the competition Every single time I just split them Wanna travel from here to Switzerland Landing in Geneva at the airport Just clear them out with my clairvoyant style Every single time I run the mile or the kilometer I can convert any distance like a thermometer Does the temperature you're not understanding Cause you're just stuck in the weather An innocent bystander When I'm just the participant Coming through when I'm just never hesitant Rather I'm always permanent Here to infiltrate your residence When I'm coming through with the omnipresence In other words I be all up in the current events listing when I'm just hitting my target from 300 miles away like some sort of ballistic missile every single time when I'm clear it's crystal yo just read the black and white Mr. O-double just flex my might uh, cause I got the muscle every single time I leave that's in trouble Mr. O-double just coming back to just bring the rumble Cause I'm royalty, and I just put it down with the loyalty. What's up everyone? Yours truly Off-White here. Welcome to Off-White Cinematic. 
Season 2, Episode 1. And today, we will be talking about off-white flyers and press. So, take a seat and uh, let all your worries just flitter away as we get into it. Good to see you. Thanks a lot for coming. Here we go, Season 2. So thanks again for joining us. Shoutouts to the off-white cinematic dancer, Ray Dawn. She's there looking very lovely. Follow her on Instagram at raydawn1300. If you would like to be featured dancing while I freestyle during my intro, you do not have to be a girl in a bikini, but please be 18 years or older and send me an email at ryan at And another reminder, we are still doing the Off-White Buy One Get One Free special, and the way that works is if you purchase a release at any of these record stores and send me the receipt at ryan at we'll send you a free Off-White release of your choice. And the stores are Vintage Vinyl in St. Louis, Amoeba Music in Berkeley, California, and Amoeba Music in L.A. Altogether, I've been on 11 tours, 6 U.S., 3 in Europe, and 2 in Japan. But before we talk about the tours, I want to talk about my shows in Chicago and my first out-of-state shows. This video will be organized into seven parts. Before any touring, Chicago only, my first out-of-state shows, uh, when we got our own monthly night called Endangered Species at the Hot House, official tours, and by tours I mean strings of consecutive shows, um, and then I moved to Los Angeles, so I have a section for California shows, uh, Japanese tours, of which I've done two, and then my return here to Illinois. Some of these sections will overlap chronologically, but overall, these groupings are best to tell my story. There are more shows than this, and more flyers than this, but these are all the flyers I was able to salvage. Also, with some of these concerts, I was not able to extract the exact date. For this video, I used my own personal data backups, I used the Wayback Machine and Google to put together all the dates you see here. If you have been to one of my shows, or if you have a correction to a date or a venue to add, please say so in the comments below. And along the way, I will display any news coverage I received related to the concerts. And for this video, I would like to highlight the Miles Davis autobiography. This is my copy here. This was my inspiration for booking and performing at concerts. In the early chapters, Miles talks about the importance of gigging often to perfect your style. For a full text listing of these shows, go to galapagos4.com slash blackbook. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. 
As I mentioned, we have the two full binders of flyers. The materials I had mentioned before. Um, there are certain categories of performances that help me explain my story. I moved from Springfield, Illinois to Chicago, Illinois in January 1995 to attend the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, before that point, I had performed at punk rock venues in Springfield at such places as Skank Skates, thank you to George Sinclair, but I had not yet performed in Chicago. Um, in central Illinois, Jeff Kuklidge, a.k.a. DJ Dallas Jackson, owner of Galapagos 4, and myself had a group called Chromium, a rap group. Uh, when it came time to attend college, we decided to go to Chicago and attend UIC. So uh, we lived together in the West Side dorms and continued operating as Chromium. And we sent a demo tape, a Chromium demo tape, in to Ange 13, a prominent Chicago rap artist. Um, I was calling her information line uh, Chill, C-H-I-L, Chicago Hip Hop Information Line. It was a voicemail box where she would list uh, information for parties in the city. Anyway, she responded back to us uh, after we sent her our demo tape, and she asked us to play the 1996 Props Awards. So that is where the story will begin. Uh, the Props Awards was Sunday, August 18th, 1996, at the Equator Club in Uptown. And it featured such acts as Prime Meridian, E.C. Illa, Rubber Room, Stony Island, Underground Solution, Spillanes, and DJs, PNS, and 33 and a third. Uh, these were artists that I really looked up to at the time. And this was my first performance in Chicago. We performed as Chromium. Uh, we performed with a live band as well. So there's the Props Awards. And thank you to Ange13. Um, as we go on, this is a flyer from 1999 that I put first. And the reason that I put this flyer first is because it kind of captures the essence of what flyers were like at the time. And as you can see, it's very concise and the design is very minimal. And I might even say that this is kind of a precursor type of design to what we see now on mobile phones. Because uh, everything is kind of simple and um, I like it. So I believe Anacron designed this flyer. This was Anacron's night, the beat project at Mad Bar in Wicker Park. And this is a flyer that lists the release party for the Black Book Sessions which is Galapagos 4's first release. And I have the Black Book Sessions right here. This is the CD, and it was also released on wax as well.
Uh, my track on here was produced by OpenEye, whom, whom I still work with today. Wicker Park is a neighborhood in Chicago that has a lot of significance to me because I used to ride my bike down Damon, uh, Damon Avenue to such places as Subterranean and Mad Bar because um, Subterranean had the 606 open mic night hosted by Pyrex of the Pacifics. Uh, it was an open mic where, uh, you know, everyone had to freestyle, but otherwise, you know, you could get on the mic uh, as much as you wanted. Um, and then the Dandelion Patch was an open mic hosted by Anacron, which started at a coffee shop called La Piazza Cafe on the north side. Um, and then he moved it to Mad Bar. Um, so I would ride my bike to the Wicker Park neighborhood and lock my bike up, um, you know, on the corner and go rap at these places. These were some of the first venues where I would rap for anyone at all. So Wicker Park has its own category of shows because it's, it's very significant to me in that regard. And then the next category of concerts that I list here are Asian American and Filipino uh, Chicago shows. And this is important because the Asian American community really had my back at this time of, of my life. So it's important that I break out that category on its own. Um, the first really significant performance that I had with the Asian American community in Chicago was this concert. Uh, there's a, also a flyer for it here. So it is um, an event called Isang Bagsak. And this is significant because um, if you'll notice, I was already going by Off-White, okay, at that time, and then Pacifics, um, and I Was Born With Two Tongues are some of the other artists that performed. Uh, this is the day that I met Dennis and Kane. Uh, Dennis Kim and myself met at the Agape House, which is a church, and that's the venue for this event. Uh, we met uh, as we were going over the agenda for the show. And um, uh, we really had a good time. Uh, it was a great show. Uh, we performed in the actual church itself. And I'd like to thank League of Filipino Students who gave me this um, kind of greeting card. And uh, on the inside, they, they wrote me some, some nice words. Um, so I have, you know, I have um, some nice notes from them. And I'd like to thank League of Filipino Students because they took me under their wing. And um, this was a very significant event, Saturday, June 12th, 1999. And uh, this concert is another concert I was able to get through the Asian American community. Uh, it's a concert at the Old Town School of Folk Music. The Old Town School of Folk Music is a venue that's still in existence today in the Lincoln Square neighborhood of Chicago. And then the next year, we had the sequel to Isang Bagsak, the second cultural night of resistance, also at Agape House. And um, speaking of the Asian American, uh, Asian American community, 
there was a collective called the Asian American Artists Collective started by Anita U. Esquera from I Was Born With Two Tongues. And through her and uh, her networking and that group, I was able to perform at uh, a number of venues, including the Chopin Theater. So this is a um, flyer for Chopin Theater, as you can see. The Guild Complex, Chopin Theater. And uh, there's, there's a listing for Off-White. And also, um, there are some other concerts as well, such as um, Subterranean with Contraband and the Pacifics, uh, A Night Called Bodong, also at Subterranean, and there is the program for that. And then, with the Asian American Artist Collective, um, I was able to do such shows as Chop at the Hot House and um, a 9-11 memorial at the Gene Siskel uh, Film Center. So, um, that's a very unique venue for, for me to, to be rapping at. But yeah, we got to throw it down there. And um, here's Off-White in the credits. So, uh, I really want to give a shout out to uh, the Esquares and I Was Born With Two Tongues for hooking me up with those uh, shows. And shout outs to Mango Tribe, you know, the Asian American Artists Collective, and everyone uh, from that kind of Chicago family. Um, then, I'd like to break out the next category of shows, which are Chicago Underground Hip Hop Shows from the early 2000s. And we're going to set it off with Upski's No More Prisons concert at the Hot House. So this was a two-day event. The first event was at Double Door, which I was not able to attend. I was still uh, trying to study for my engineering degree at this time. But the Hot House is where I rocked. And uh, there's the off-white listing there. Um, this was the first very big show for me. As you can see, there were a lot of other um, performers in attendance, including Prime Meridian, um, Akbar, Iomas Marad, um, Nacrobats. Um, I performed this set with DJ Norman Rockwell from the Pacifics, and he did the scratch drumming of the beat while I was rapping. So it was super, super live. And um, there are a lot of photographs around um, at that time uh, from, from that performance, uh, including some of the photographs in my album Squints. Um, the Squints uh, photographs are from that, that show. This is also the night I met Quell. Uh, the label, Galapagos 4, we released our very first uh, record called the Black Book Sessions, and this is the flyer for the show. Um, the Black Book Sessions was released in August 1999, and our release party wasn't until January 2000. And then shortly after that, Galapagos 4 put out my first album, Squints by Off-White, and this was the second official Galapagos release, 
and my first official release. So this is the CD copy and we have pressed this a number of times. I want to say three times. Uh, this was reviewed in Herb Magazine. So this is the January-February 2001 issue of Herb Magazine. And if we go inside here, here's the off-white review. So squints, and they even quote some lyrics from the track Juicy Pulp. And then if we go to the rest of the article, uh, Mr. Vance Asper, the writer, finishes it up by calling the album ingenious. So thank you to Vance Asper. So there's the review, and there's Squints, and the release party was held at Mad Bar. And I rocked this party with DJ Norman Rockwell from the Pacifics as well. So thank you to Norm. And uh, as I said, this was part of Anacron's Night, the Beat Project. So this was a clipping from the reader to advertise the show. And Anacron's Night was called the Beat Project. And our uh, night there was for the release of Squints. So that was the Squints release party. Um, when I was getting this video ready, I found that throughout my career, all the nearby universities had my back along the way. Uh, this was a show I threw at my own university <clears throat> with the help of Lyric District and specifically Roger, Mr. Rogers. And um, we had all these performers. This was held at UIC's Inner Circle. So this was the flyer that I made. And there was this flyer as well. Um, but there were all these performers. And I booked this concert while I was still a student there. It was right before I graduated. But this was Friday, May 12th, 2000. At the UIC Inner Circle. Uh, this concert was Thursday, May 25th, 2000. At Truck Stop Audio. I rocked this place with Anacron. Truck Stop was a loft on the near south side of Chicago. And uh, this is the flyer uh, that, we, that we had for the show. Uh, we would come back to Truck Stop Audio to have the release party for Netherworlds with MERS. So this is the um, release party when Galapagos 4 put out the Netherworlds album. And the Netherworlds consists of MERS himself and Anacron. So this was the release party for the Netherworlds album, also held a truck stop and featuring MERS. This was Thursday, July 6th, 2000. And then going along with those Anacron shows, these were the flyers for, for the Dandelion Patch open mic that I mentioned at the beginning of the video. After that, I rocked the Centrum with Jay Live. So as you can see, this was a concert featuring J-Live, Last Emperor, Prime Meridian, Mass Hysteria, and Off-White. This was at uh, the Centrum Friday, November 17th, 2000, in Chicago. And it was an event thrown by Rebirth Magazine, so thank you to Ryan Waxenberg. J-Live at the Centrum. Uh, going along with the 
universities that I mentioned had my back along the way. This is a concert I did at Northeastern. So this was at Northeastern Illinois University at Alumni Hall. Thank you to Uncle L. This concert also featured mass hysteria. Shortly after that, I played in Rockford, Illinois for Grills and Skills. And you can see the off-white listing. Um, here, yes, okay. And um, that was a great outdoor event featuring graph mostly, but they had performances as well. So shout outs to Robert and Dawood and Mediocre. Rockford Massive, big up Rockford Massive. Uh, right after that, I performed at the Metro for an event sponsored by Streetwise. Chicago Hip Hop for the Homeless, featuring Rubber Room, All Natural, and all these acts here. They did not put me on the flyer I was put on at the last minute and rocked a set with DJ Mediogre. And this is my backstage pass. Um, these were some shows that Anacron and I rocked for the radio. And this one was at the Spare Room, Off-White and Anacron. Uh, this was a concert I did in sub, uh, at Subterranean with Prime, Seal, Organic Mind Unit, and DJ Jay Pratt. These were the flyer masters uh, that I would photocopy myself. So, um, for concerts that we had down at the University of Illinois Urbana-Champaign, I kind of lumped those into the Chicago concerts as well, uh, since it's the nearest nearby major university. And down in Champaign, we did this show with a promoter named uh, Matt Harsh. So thank you to Matt Harsh. But we rocked the Courtyard Cafe at the Illini Union, uh, Quell and myself. This was a great show. And this was Friday, pardon me, this was Saturday, February 16th, 2001. Um, this is another concert with Organic Mind Unit. Uh, no Exit Cafe in Rogers Park. And then uh, here's a show I did in Prospect Heights, Illinois at Rocky Vander's Cafe. Um, yeah, suburbs action. And then we have the release party for Mole Men, Chicago City Limits, which is a record that is out on streaming services still to this day. Um, we rocked this release party Saturday, November 24th, 2001 at Subterranean. And then I went back down to Champaign, Illinois for a festival thrown by the UC Hip Hop Congress there called Forward. Now, I just want to mention at this event, okay, um, here's, here's the, so we, we performed, Off-White and Anacron performed, and they even threw Quell on at the last minute. So Quell, Anacron, and myself, we went down there to perform. And if anyone is familiar with this event, we ended up judging this battle, the grip and spit rhyme uh, battle, okay? It was a battle, a rap battle. I just want to set the record straight about something. When we judged this battle, they gave us scorecards, okay? We had to write down numbers on cards, and that is how rappers advanced in this battle. Um, so, 
when the results came out for the second round and third round, they weren't based on this artist versus this artist. They weren't based on that. They were based on these numbers that we had scored on these, these cards. So I really just think it was a, a miscommunication uh, regarding that battle. I do remember that the crowd was quite unsatisfied with the results there. Um, so that's, that's really unfortunate. I believe rap battles should be judged from the moment, from the actual display of, of the raps, not, not based on numbers. But we didn't make up those rules. So anyway, we rapped and that was that. That was uh, the, <laughs> the forward conference at U of I. But it was still a great show and we rocked it. So thank you to UC Hip Hop Congress. And uh, in the same area, we rocked a show in Urbana, Illinois at the Canopy Club. And here is the Galapagos 4 listing for that. Right after that, I rocked Nevin's Live in Evanston, which is a night that was hosted by Longshot in Evanston. And I rocked this night on Monday, July 1st, 2002, with Quell. And the significance of this is when, uh, is because this is when I started performing with Dr. Jones as my DJ. So we had Quell with Mediogre and Dwight Lightning, and Off-White with Dr. Jones up there in Evanston. So thank you to Longshot. And then we had the release of my second album, The Fifth Son. So here is the fifth son. This is the copy of uh, the the U.S. version of the CD, and I say the U.S. version because uh, Galapagos we pressed our own CD and vinyl. So this is Off White the Fifth Son EP, Off White the Fifth Son full length, um, and these are the versions that Galapagos Four pressed ourselves. Okay, this uh, album was also licensed in Europe and Asia by another record label, uh, which I'll talk about in a second. But um, The Fifth Son was reviewed by the Chicago Reader. And uh, another thing I'd like to mention is that the Chicago Reader had always been uh, very generous to me in chronicling uh, my activities in the city and what I was doing. And when I dropped The Fifth Son, uh, it was reviewed in the coveted Section 3, which was the music section. And um, uh, so Peter Margusak um, wrote this review. And um, here we are. So it was reviewed on the front page of Section 3. At the time, that was a, a really big deal for me. Um, so thank you to Peter Margusak and the reader. And I booked the release parties for The Fifth Son on my own. Uh, so what we have here is the kind of 8x11 flyer for the Chase Cafe show, which was the Friday show. And then there's the, the kind of handbill flyer for that. And then on the Saturday, I had a performance, an in-store performance, at Tower Records in Lincoln Park on Clark Street.
So thank you to Billy Tuggle for hooking that up and helping me promote my, my album, The Fifth Son. And uh, these were the posters, the full-size posters that I printed at Office Depot. So um, these highlight both of the events, both the um, Chase Cafe release party on the Friday and the Tower Records release party on the Saturday. So there's the Fifth Sun, uh, U.S. product, and release parties to go with them. And then after that we have something very special because I would like to talk about uh, Chicago Rocks at the Metro. So Chicago Rocks was a huge concert that was thrown by the Mole Men and it was part of Metro's 20th anniversary. So this is a page from the reader and here is the advertisement for that show. As you can see you had such legends as Juice, Rhymefest, Vakil and I mean you can see the lineup there. Uh, so the Mole Men really looked out for us on, on that concert, and here's the flyer. Chicago Rocks at the Metro, here's the backstage pass. And that was Friday, December 6th, 2002. And there's some press that I'd like to show for this. So they wrote us a nice little write-up in Red Streak, which is the addition to the Chicago Sun-Times. And here are the artists uh, featured in the photo, and that's me and Mestizo representing Galapagos, and since we couldn't get the rest of the Galapagos crew, uh, Mestizo was holding a sign that says Typical Cats and Spare Change, who is a Mestizo's group. And I am holding a sign that says Jash, who is the art director of Galapagos 4. Uh, this is the Red Streak article uh, for the Chicago Rock Show. And this is the article on the inside where they discuss um, where they discuss the show. And then another uh, free arts weekly in the city uh, called New City. So this is um, this is a publication called New City uh, from that same week and um, this is a article concerning the, cons uh, the Chicago Rock show as well and that's me in the photo and this is an article where they discuss Chicago Rocks. So that is an article by Dave Chamberlain, thank you to him. And then the Red Streak article was by David Jakubiak, so thank you to, to both of them for the press uh, for the Chicago Rock Show. Shortly after that, I returned back to Springfield, Illinois and performed at the Underground City Tavern, which was um, uh, a club at the bottom of the Hilton Hotel, now the Wyndham. So, Underground City Tavern, and shout-outs to 95 Mental. Thank you to Brian Riley. Uh, in this era, there are some shows I cannot place. Uh, there was a concert that I did in um, um, 
in, in, at Northwestern, in Shanley Pavilion at Northwestern University around this time, I performed with Brother Ali and DJ Precise. So thank you to Kevin Beecham for that. I cannot place that, um, I cannot place that date. And then secondly, I opened for Atmosphere and Deep Puddle Dynamics at the Metro. Uh, so thank you to Jay Bird for that. That was also around this time. Uh, shout outs to Soul and Dose as well. I cannot place that date either. Uh, but either way, this was a very explosive time for me. I felt like I was an artist living in New York. I felt like I was a musician gigging throughout the city. And um, it was really good for my creative development. The next category of shows I'd like to discuss are my first out-of-state shows. The surrounding states in the Midwest really supported me at the time. Iowa, Wisconsin, I played a lot of shows in Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Ohio. The first show in this grouping is a show in Iowa City, Iowa, at a place called Gabe's. And this was an event put together by a promoter named Takfu. So thank you to Takfu. Right after this, I met Mestizo. I met Mestizo online, and he was living in Arizona at the time. So Mestizo brought myself and Mediogre down to Tempe, Arizona, and we performed at the Lucky Dragon. And he paired this event with an MC battle. And uh, it was a very well-attended event. It was a wild night, and it was a lot of fun. So thank you to Mestizo. Shortly after that, I went down to Asheville, North Carolina and performed for the first time in Asheville at the Asheville Music Zone. And this event involved Quell, Mediogre, Off-White, and DJ Equal. And then right after that, I came back to Iowa City and performed again at Gabe's. So this is the second Gabe's Flyer. Uh, this show was Friday, February 15th, 2002. It was again thrown by Takfu, and here's my backstage Takfu Productions pass. Uh, shortly after that, we performed in Milwaukee at a place called The Social, and this was an event where Quell and Mediogre and Dwight Lightning played as a live band. Uh, I think they named their themselves Nordic Mistress. So that was an early Nordic Mistress show. And then right after that, the Galapagos 4 crew was invited to Texas and we performed at an event called Clogged Caps. So thank you to Scuba Gooding Sr. who had booked the show in San Antonio. And Clogged Caps was a graffiti festival but they had performances as well and they also had an MC battle. So as you can see, they brought Quellen Off-White and Mediogre. Mediogre entered the MC battle under the name DJ Olaf G. He pretended like he was a DJ from Sweden and he rapped in a Swedish accent. So Midi made it through the entire battle as DJ Olaf G and almost won. So that was Clog Caps. Shortly after that, I went to Minnesota and rocked the Gastoff with Josh Martinez and Quell and Mediogre. So thank you very much to Jamie, Jamie Laurie, James Laurie, for booking that show. And after that, I went back down to North Carolina 
to rock a show at the Hungry Duck in Charlotte. <clears throat> and then while in North Carolina, I rocked my second show in Asheville at the Asheville Music Zone with Living Legends. So as you can see here, they booked Quell and Off-White along with Grouch and Eli and all the rest of the Living Legends guys. And this was at the Asheville Music Zone. And this is my backstage pass for that event. That was Sunday, August 18th, 2002. Asheville Music Zone with Living Legends. Then, in September 2002, we rocked a festival called Going Off in Kansas City, Missouri. And this event was a show that we did uh, with Mac Lethal and ADM. Um, right after that, we went up to Seattle and did a concert up there with McEnroe and Josh Martinez. And this was Saturday, November 30th, 2002 in Seattle at the Fremont Unconventional Center. And then we did a concert in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. This was Friday, March 28, 2003. I do not have the actual flyer for the show, but this was an actual sign hanging up in the show. And this was from our concert in Oshkosh, Wisconsin. Uh, shortly after that, we went back up to Minnesota and played Minneapolis again at the Caboose. So this was Friday, May 16th, 2003. As you can see, that is the flyer for the show at the Caboose. And in the Minneapolis Weekly City Pages, So this is the Minneapolis Weekly City Pages from May 2003. And this is the advertisement for the Caboose. And there's our show. As you can see, they spelled Quell, Q-U-E-L, and Off-White uh, with an I. So that's kind of funny, but we still rocked it. So thank you to Kevin Beecham, who hooked up that show at the Caboose. Uh, right after that, I performed... Uh, show, which I don't have the flyer for, but we performed uh, in Milwaukee at Anopa Brewery with Deaf Harmonic. And then I went back to Milwaukee again, September 6, 2003, and performed at Ty Joe's. And this was a show I rocked with Mestizo. It was also, it was also a very well-attended show. So um, thank you to Juanita for that. And also this year, the year of 2003, we attended and performed at Scribble Jam. So on Thursday, August 7th, in Cincinnati, Ohio, Galapagos 4 rocked at Top Cats. And we also vended for the event as well. So this was our vendor pass for Scribble Jam 2003. Uh, there are some shows that I cannot place in this era, namely shows that happened at the Sea House in Beloit, Wisconsin. So I would like to give a big shout out to the hip hop um, organization at uh, the college in Beloit because they really put together some of the best shows that we have ever performed at. Uh, the Sea House in Beloit was um, 
an event venue where they they had Quell and Off-White come and, and rock multiple times. I don't have the flyers for those events, but that's okay. Um, those events were full of big, ferocious crowds rocking out all night, just wiling out like a Beastie Boys video type of scene. Um, so thank you to the hip-hop organization there. Uh, and again, Quell, Mediogre, Outer Limits, Quasar, myself, we have all said multiple times that those shows in Beloit at Sea House are some of the most legendary performances we've ever had. So thank you to Sea House in Beloit. Uh, additionally, there's no flyer available, but I did perform in Madison, Wisconsin with Anacron at the University of Wisconsin, and we opened for Chuck D's speaking tour. That was around this time as well. It's just I don't have the flyer and I can't confirm the date for that event. The next category of shows I'd like to discuss involves Galapagos 4's night, Endangered Species at the Hot House. This was a night we attained in 2003 and we began hosting the second Tuesday of every month at the Hot House in downtown Chicago. Our inaugural show was January 14, 2003, featuring Denizen Kane, Quell, Quasar, and Royce, and all three typical cats rocked solo sets, as well as a group typical cats performance, minus DJ Natural. Um, these flyers were designed by the Galapagos 4 art director, Chash. So, um, this is the second show. We don't have the flyer for the first show, the January show, but this is the flyer for the February show, front and back. Featuring old school hip hop kind of elements. Two pages of that one. This was the, the next one. The March show. Featuring this kind of hunter's motif. And this was the April show. Dropping bombs. And this show featured Prime, as well as Litter Thugs, and Meaty's group, the Icy Hot Stunners. And this is a flyer for July. So we rocked that night every month, and I don't have any of the rest of the flyers. The press we received was very favorable. Uh, so this is section three of the reader yet again. And this is um, a feature, again, by Peter Margusak. And that's Quell with the rabbit ears. Art director, Josh on the top left. DJ White Lightning next to him. Jeff, uh, Dallas Jackson in the middle of the rabbit ears and myself on the right. So this was our um, article to go along with the, um, the Hot House series. And now I'd like to get into the next category, which is official tours. So by tours, I mean strings of consecutive shows. And the first tour I ever went on was the Chasing the Fifth Sun Tour.
Now this is the first time I had ever wrapped in California and um, this was put together by a group called Unincorporated so thank you to Unincorporated and this tour took me through Cerritos, San Diego, Aptos which is basically Santa Cruz, Pacifico which is just outside San Francisco and uh, the Good Hurt in Los Angeles. Um, in Pacifica, I rocked with Radio Inactive, Subtitle and Rhetoric, and at the Good Hurt, I rocked with TFD Crew Chicago. Uh, this was also the first time that I rocked at Access Music, a record store that would end up being very good to Galapagos 4 throughout the years. And then we went to Europe. The Eradicating Tourism Tour occurred in January-February 2003. It featured Quell with Mediocre and DJ White Lightning, and Off-White with Dr. Jones. It was uh, our first European tour. It involved five countries and nine shows. At this time, my second album, The Fifth Son, had been released by a European label called Agenda, a subsidiary of Peace Frog, a London electronical label. So this is the United States version that Galapagos 4 pressed. But this on the left is the double vinyl version of the Fifth Son that uh, Galapagos 4 licensed to Agenda. So this was pressed in Europe and distributed throughout Europe and Japan. And as you can see, it's got the full amount of songs on it, not just like the, the selected songs from the United States EP. So this was the full double vinyl version of The Fifth Son. And this was released concurrently with our first European tour. Agenda also put out uh, a single. They put out Complex Destiny as a single. And um, uh, when we were in Sweden, Jeff and Quell actually heard a DJ play Complex Destiny at the bar. So that's pretty cool. Um, this is the first concert of the tour in Zurich at Bogendreitzane. So thank you to Goran. Oh, I also threw some stamps, some European stamps in here. Uh, at the same time that we were over there on tour, Jay-Z and Rockefeller were also performing in Zurich and they actually kind of traced the steps of our tour um, throughout our, our time there. So that was very interesting. And on a later tour, uh, a tour I'll talk about um, later in the video, I ran into Redman at a record store in Zurich. So Zurich is uh, apparently a pretty poppin' place, pretty happenin' place. This is the second show of that tour. Uh, this was in a small town called Weikersheim, Germany, which is a lovely little town. And this club was um, very, very fun. They, they really tried um, very hard to promote our show. Uh, it was kind of in the middle of nowhere, but some young people did drive out. Um, to see us and we had a good time at this show so thank you to W71 and here is the back of the promotional materials for that and uh, then we headed over to Belgium 
Uh, we played at a little town called Korchik, and uh, it's a lovely town, very, very picturesque type of town in, in the middle of Belgium. And uh, this is the flyer for that. I actually don't know if Korchik is in the middle of Belgium. I'll have to check. But yes, it's, it's in Belgium. It was a lot of fun. So thank you to uh, Cavemen Speak who, who set up that one for us. And these are more of the same Belgium flyers. And uh, here we have Jay again, Jay-Z, um, on tour at the same time as us, and my Eurorail ticket. I was uh, barely still 25 at the time, so I was able to get the discounted tickets. And this is the same flyer I showed at the beginning of the video for our first concert in Paris at Nouveau Casino. So there's Nouveau Casino, and here is the Galapagos 4 listing. And there's that. I already showed this before. And the long version with the fold-out that I showed before. And speaking of the long version with the fold-out, I just, for fun, went ahead and grabbed the next month. Now, we did not perform at Novu Casino the next month. But I thought these fold-outs were so nicely done. And it's just kind of a Parisian thing. You got the UFOs. I mean, this is neat, you know? This is uh, definitely worth holding on to. You got the structure, picnic table in the middle of the field. You got the hotel signs, okay. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, you have the back. Uh, so this would be February 2003. Uh, when I picked up these flyers, they were just on the wall on the same shelf, so just grabbed it. And this is the same um, Galapagos 4 in Paris flyer that I showed previously. Now, our first night in Paris, we arrived on uh, Sunday the 26th, and our show was scheduled for the 27th, and I had decided that I wanted to go to the Louvre, okay? So I went to sleep. I curled up in bed after we checked into our hotel, and I got a good night's sleep. And in the middle of the night, Quell and Dr. Jones and Mediogre came running up and jumping on the bed and telling me that they were out in the city and had run into Penelope Cruz uh, at a store called FNAC, which is kind of like uh, a major bookstore in France. So they ran into Penelope Cruz and I guess she was very um, helpful and very uh, gracious with her time and she actually signed one of these flyers. Uh, that was, um, that was uh, an autograph that was attained by Dr. Jones. And I believe she also took a picture with them as well. So, <laughs> I'm lying in bed and the rest of the guys come in screaming about how they had met Penelope Cruz. And, um, you know... I just told them that I was trying to get some rest because I wanted to go to the Louvre. But yes, that must have been an amazing moment. And um, I would have loved to have meet, uh, um, you know, meet this A-list a -list actress out there in Paris. But um, I'm actually glad I went to the Louvre. So 
the next morning, I woke up early, quite early, and uh, took the train down and, and went in. Uh, I got these postcards from the Ancient Egypt um, exhibition there. So, kind of cool. And this is my actual bag. But this was the only time I was able to do anything like this. When we come through Paris, we usually have to get ready for the show and then rock the show and then catch an early train out. Uh, for example, I've never seen the Eiffel Tower in person. And if I, hadn't have, if I wouldn't have gone to the Louvre that day, I still wouldn't have been. So, Penelope Cruz and the Louvre. That was the story of the first show there in France. So the rest of the Eradicating Tourism tour involved a show in Munich, Germany, a show in Rostock, Germany, on a ship called the MS Stubnitz, and then two shows in Sweden, one in Stockholm, thank you to Bucky, and one in Gothenburg. Uh, we did attain some press during this time in Europe. This is a magazine called Word, and it was put out by our friends in Zurich. And um, I believe there is an article on Quell and Off-White. Yeah, okay, here we go. Quell and Off-White, right? Uh, here's another Jay-Z concert. Okay. But here, uh, yes, um, thank you to our Swiss friends, and thank you to Gelden and Bittuner, who also rocked the Zurich show with us, showing us a lot of love here. So in Zurich, they speak Swiss German, which is a different language than they speak in the rest of Switzerland. In Switzerland, uh, they can either speak French or Swiss German, or Italian. But yeah, there's a word magazine. And we were also featured in this magazine, which is a publication called Juice. It's a German hip-hop magazine, and as you can see, it's uh, a lot more focused on the mainstream. But if we look inside here, uh, this publication attended our concert in Munich and interviewed us for this article. So this is the Galapagos 4 article in Juice magazine. That's me on the top, and that's Dr. Jones, my DJ, in the middle, and that's DJ White Lightning on the lower left, and there's Quell in the four. So there is the Galapagos 4 juice article. Thank you to Juice Magazine. Alright, so we've made it through the first of the two binders of flyers, and as we continue through the material, we're just going to dive into binder number two here, and we're going to begin with the Submerged State Tour. The Submerged State Tour occurred in June and July 2003. Now, we traveled to the West Coast, but we did set off the tour in St. Louis. Um, we performed Thursday, June 12th in St. Louis at the Pepper Lounge, and it was at this show that I met Archimedes, 
who would produce tracks on my album Mainstay and the entire Both Sides of the Mississippi album. Uh, the Submerged State Tour also started the tradition of the tour CD, a release featuring exclusive content just for the tour, and it worked. We were able to attain extra cash for gas and food. So the Submerged State Tour CD is still on streaming services today. So on the St. Louis show of the tour, we ended up getting some press from this publication, The Riverfront Times. So thank you to Renee Spencer Saller. There's the write-up for the show at the Pepper Lounge. And after we hit up St. Louis, we just hightailed it to the West Coast, where we rocked San Diego, Anaheim, and Sacramento, which is the flyer that you're looking at here. And this concert ended up getting canceled, and we rapped in the parking lot instead. We turned on the car stereo to the tour van and played the instrumentals in the parking lot and rapped in the parking lot. So going along with the rest of that tour, we went to San Jose, Aptos, uh, we rocked Club Green in Los Angeles, and we rocked a show in Oceanside, California at the Vibe Lounge, which is the flyer you're looking at here. And uh, we wrapped up the tour. Uh, this is uh, some more copies of the flyer. And then we wrapped up the tour in Flagstaff at room 111, July 3rd, 2003. Uh, that was a Thursday, so this is the 8 by 11 for that. Uh, the next group of shows I'd like to discuss is the Tuck Your Pride In Tour, which occurred in August to September 2003. And this is the flyer for the Chicago show for that. Now, this tour involved Typical Cats, Off-White, Dr. Jones, Mediocre, and Mestizo. And we had a special show in New York to set it off. We rocked uh, Brooklyn Thursday, August 21st, 2003, at the Five Spot. So thank you to Malik at uh, the Five Spot in Brooklyn. They are still there. I do not have the flyer for that show, but this is the flyer for the hometown show in Chicago, which was at the Bottom Lounge, the original location for the Bottom Lounge, and you can see the address there, Wilton. So they have since uh, moved. So this hometown show featured Typical Cats, Off-White and Dr. Jones, Riff Napalm, Robust, Mestizo, Mediocre, and Royce. Uh, this tour took us through the Midwest. Oh, this is the backstage pass for that show. <laughs> this uh, tour took us through the Midwest, and this uh, 8x11 here is the promotion for the Columbus, Ohio show. We also ended up hitting up Ann Arbor, Michigan, and uh, we went down to Charleston, South Carolina, which is one of the best shows I've ever done. Uh, we rocked the warehouse down there, so shouts to Charleston. And let's see, 
This particular flyer is the flyer for Kansas City. Uh, pardon me, Lawrence, Kansas. Lawrence, Kansas was the spot we rocked. And then this is the flyer for our show in Austin. This was a show at Flamingo Cantina. So there we have the front and the back of the flyer for our show in Austin. Uh, going along with the rest of this tour, uh, we ended up going down through the south and we played shows in Athens, Georgia and Tampa, Florida where we, we received some press. Uh, this is an issue of the Athens Banner Herald down there in Georgia and if you can see the date it's from the, the week of our show so we were lucky enough to get press there and here is the article that they uh, wrote and here is the listing for off-white and typical cats so shout out shout outs to the Athens Banner Herald September 2003 and shout outs to uh, Kimberly E. Mock who wrote that article and then for our show in Tampa we had a write-up in the Tampa Weekly Planet here in uh, that week of September and they wrote about off-white and typical cats here as you can see there so shout outs to the Tampa Weekly Planet as well as the Athens Banner Herald. Uh, we finished that tour up in Champagne at the High Dive. So there's the flyer for that. And that was the Tuck Your Pride In tour. Uh, then at that time I went out to Europe again and uh, did the EU Ambassador Tour which occurred in January 2004 and it was a solo mission by yours truly, Off-White and uh, during that stretch I rocked a show in Bremen, Germany so thank you to DJ Loud I was not able to pin down the date or get a flyer for that but the next day I did rock a concert in Hamburg, Germany and I opened for Pete Rock up there so this was Saturday, January 17th, 2004, at Gum Nightclub in the Red Light District of Hamburg. Uh, it was a great show, and it was a, um, a very good opportunity to get some exposure there in Germany. And then I went back down to Zurich, Switzerland, where I was staying with my girlfriend at the time, and um, they threw me a show at the same venue, Bogen Dreitzen. So as you can see here, this is kind of a hand-drawn flyer and uh, this was put together by our promoter friend in Zurich, Goren. And then this is the um, alternative colorway here. So Bogendreitzen, classic Zurich venue. And I got some press and the Lansing noise so there's the issue there. Here's the article. Story by Matthew Miller. 
So I thank you to Matthew Miller. The next group of shows I'd like to discuss is the Submerged State 2G4 Tour, otherwise known as the Submerged State Tour 2. And this occurred between February and March of 2004 and involved Quell, Off-White, Dr. Jones, Robust, Mestizo, and Mediocre. This tour also had a very good tour CD. The Submerged State Tour 2G4 tour CD is on streaming services now. And uh, this is the flyer for the hometown show at the Bottom Lounge, Tuesday, February 24th. And on this tour, we went through Chicago, Champaign, Illinois, Austin, Texas, San Antonio, Texas, Albuquerque, New Mexico, Phoenix, Arizona, Flagstaff, Arizona, Pomona, California, San Diego, California, Berkeley, California, San Francisco, California, Seattle, and Portland. So uh, this is the flyer from the Pomona show. It was a concert thrown by the Drop Bass, which at the time was a very well-known promoter in L.A. So this was at El Taco Nazo in Pomona, and thank you to the Drop Bass. Uh, Radio Futura uh, was not directly involved with this tour, but I went ahead and put their flyer in here anyway because that store gave us a lot of pub at the time. Uh, this was the San Diego flyer. This was a show and this is the back of the San Diego Flyer. This was a show at the Epicenter in downtown San Diego. So there's the Flyer for the San Diego show. This is the Flyer for the Austin, Texas show. And on this run, we rocked a venue in Austin called On Top of the Ritz. So that's the Flyer for that one. These are the Bay Area shows. Uh, this is the Flyer for the San Francisco show at the Elbow Room. And this is the flyer for our concert in Berkeley, California at the La Pena Cultural Center. So, some NorCal love right there. And um, this is when we went up to Seattle. We rocked a show at the Vera Project, which is a well-known venue up there in Seattle. And yeah, those are the flyers I have for that stretch. And that is the Submerged State. 2G4 tour. So the next grouping of shows is the War on War tour 2G4. And this tour occurred May through July 2004 in Europe. It involved Quell, Mediogre, Off-White, Mestizo, DJ White Lightning, Robust, Royce, Dr. Jones, Maker, and on select dates, Riff Napalm. It was the biggest tour Galapagos 4 ever did. And this is the show list right here. Now, before I discuss the actual tour itself, I want to discuss this decal right here for a place called Rudy Town. And this is also part of an event, Rudy Fest. But this place, Rudy Town, is a squat in, in Zurich, Switzerland. Now, when I talk about squats, I'm not talking about something unsanitary or kind of unwieldy. 
um, I think it's worth taking a second to discuss the rule on squatting in Switzerland. <clears throat> so in Switzerland, the law has it such that if a group of people uh, take up residency in someone's building, it is illegal for the building owner to kick them out once they've proven that they've established residency if the building owner does not have an explicit purpose um, ready for the building. So um, it's not necessarily uh, illegal uh, and it's not necessarily entirely legal but if a group of people take over an empty building in Zurich they can actually live there. Now of course in the United States we have laws to prevent this sort of thing but in Switzerland um, these types of, of, of establishments can actually thrive. So if we look at this tour list of shows here um, there are some times in the tour when the Galapagos guys would need a place to stay and uh, because of these squats in Zurich they would have free lodging, well, next to free. It would be something like five euro a night or something like that. And the quality of the accommodations would be about the same as a youth hostel somewhere else. I mean, these are actually very clean places with laundry rooms and places for you to, um, or there would be kitchens and um, it would just be a kind of communal place. We even had, I think, Rudy Town had a, had a hot tub, didn't it? <clears throat> anyway, uh, I had a girlfriend in Zurich at the time, so I didn't have to stay at the squats. But the rest of the crew did. And um, I want to give a big shout out to Rudy Town for looking out for, you know, for the Galapagos 4 crew. <clears throat> so yes, this is the War on War tour. And if you take a look at this show list, you'll see that we went through a number of places. Uh, it started in the Netherlands, uh, Vlissingen. Uh, we did rock Prague on this tour. We rocked Geneva, Switzerland, Grenoble, France, Saint-Étienne, France, Lyon, France, Lausanne, Switzerland, Lille, Paris, Marseille, Toulouse, Bordeaux, and Pau, France. And uh, we also went to England for the first time and rocked some shows in the UK in Brighton and Leeds. <clears throat> we also rocked at uh, Munich um, at a venue called Firework, which this is the flyer for the Munich show. And uh, Abstract Rude and Jay Sands were also on tour at the same time as us. And uh, we rocked Zurich at Bogen Dreitzen, uh, Strasbourg, France, Rem, France, and uh, Rome, Italy on this tour. And this is a flyer for the Geneva show at a wonderful venue called Lucine there in Geneva on the river. Um, it was also a place that had lodging accommodations for us. Um, a very nice place. They had a record store that uh, that uh, carries Galapagos 4 records as well. And this is uh, the Lucene uh, promotional material as well for Geneva. 
this is for our show in Lyon. This is the backstage pass for our show in Lyon. This was an excellent concert as well. Shout outs to all Galapagos 4 fans in Lyon, France. So there's the Lyon flyer. Uh, this is the triptyque program that I showed at the very beginning of the video. This was our second show in Paris. This was the one with the photograph of Seoul. So we won't dwell too much on it here. But yes, there's Seoul and there's uh, right up on Galapagos 4. This right here, this is the Marseille flyer. Marseille, France. Lovely town on the water. Rocked Marseille and there's the all-access pass. Uh, this is a group that rocked a, a lot of shows with us called the Doxa, a French rap group. So I'd like to give shout outs to the Doxa because uh, some, some cool cats. This was our show in England. <clears throat> this was our show in Brighton. Yeah, that's our show, a flyer for the Brighton show. So shout outs to England. Love England. <clears throat> and this was our show in Leeds. Leeds, England. Way up north. So we rocked up there too. Here's an easy jet boarding pass. Um, yeah, I believe we had to circle back around to Amsterdam for travel purposes. And then down here, this is the show in Hrem, France. And then uh, the 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 big show at the end of the tour was um, Roma Hip Hop Parade in Rome, Italy. So the entire crew rocked this show. And um, yeah, you know what? I've never taken a look at this. Let's take a look at the program. So this is Roma Hip Hop Parade. And yeah, I would assume maybe we're in here, I think. Are we? Let's take a look. Ah, yes. Here we are. Quell off, white. Yeah. Of course, that's not quell off, white, but yes, we're listed in uh, the programming. Ah, there we go. Chicago, Galapagos 4. Yeah, the write-up is in Italian. <clears throat> so, uh, that was Roma Hip Hop Parade. Italy, beautiful, very beautiful country. And then the rest of the crew went uh, back to the States, and I stayed to play one more uh, open-air festival in Switzerland, which is the flyer here. Um, this was uh, an event called... Uh, the Lost in Nature Jungle Drum and Bass Festival, thrown by Tsunami Crew. And as you can see, they put Galapagos 4 on the flyer here. And if you look at the Saturday, you'll see... Um, oh, pardon me. That was Friday. Or no, Saturday? Yeah, here we go. There you go, Saturday. Off-white. Okay. So the rest of the crew uh, went back to the States and I stayed on to spend some time in Zurich and, um, and rock this festival in Switzerland. 
So that is the War on War tour. Then, on Friday, October 22nd, 2004, uh, Typical Cats had the release party for their second album, which was a record called Civil Service. So here is the flyer for the Civil Service release party. This was an excellent concert at the Logan Square Auditorium in Chicago. And um, yeah, I remember this. This was kind of off the hook. There's a packed house. Uh, the new record was out. They were selling it there for the first time. And uh, typical, typical Cats distributed this pamphlet of information. <clears throat> And I, I want to say Dennis had a hand in writing this, or maybe they all did, but let's take a look. At the bottom here it says, Official Rebel Civil Service Communication Hip Hop Nation Within a Nation. So, this was given out exclusively at the Typical Cats Civil Service Release Party. Okay, and here, uh, Civil Service Underground Dispatch Number 1. An emergency plan has been implemented. A nation-building initiative effective immediately. Okay? They handed this out at the Civil Service Release Party. Typical cats. Logan Square Auditorium. Okay? This was, this was the event. This is the only place that you could get this. So, as we go through here, um, this has kind of the vibe of, you know, some uh, propaganda uh, literature, uh, which is great. Um, I think, you know, they were trying to make a statement about what they were trying to say. And uh, yeah, as you can see, you have, uh, you have the dossier here with Quell, Office Field Marshal, Specialist in Municipal Defense, okay. You got uh, the Quasar entry entry here. Quasar Office Classified Operations Specialist in Psychology of the Metropolis Paranormal Phenomena. Styles Lowen Theory. Name Denizen Kane. Office Representative to Remote Territories Specialist in City Building. DJ Natural. Um, Office Minister of Communications Engineering Specialist in WAC Noise Reduction. Style 105 Live. Kid Kanish, Office Hip Hop Historian and Style Theorist. Theorist. Specialist in Invisible Influence and System Failure. Style Downtown Dirty. Shaka Hiku. So you had this whole, um, I mean you can pause this if you'd like. Or uh, if any of you would like some more info on this, I mean I can, you know. I can put photos of this up if you'd like. Um, it's definitely neat. It's a one-of-a-kind item. And it's Galapagos 4 all the way. So this is a rare kind of novelty. And I'm glad I got to pick this up. I mean, this was a crazy, crazy... <laughs> this was one of the first concerts where I performed Bat of the Scepter. And this was one of the concerts where I carried around a replica scepter. And the, the, the concert was packed. Logan, Logan Square Auditorium was packed to the gills. I remember throwing the scepter out into the crowd at the end of the performance. But yeah, civil service release party. Typical cats. 
Chicago classic all the way. The next run of shows was the Destroying All Lions tour, which occurred winter 2004 on the East Coast and featured Off-White, Mediocre, Robust, our homie K the Eye, and DJ Short Rock. The tour took the group through the major cities of the East Coast, including Boston, New York, and Philadelphia. The Destroying All Lions tour had a very good tour CD, and the Destroying All Lions tour CD is on all streaming services now. So, uh, looking at the full list of shows, we went to Boston, Cambridge, Providence, Amherst, New York, Brooklyn. We had two shows in Philadelphia. We went up to Maine and did a show in Portland, Brunswick, Maine, and Troy, New York. This right here is a sign from our concert in Manhattan. Now this is the only time I ever got to perform in Manhattan, so thank you to Jersey Roots Productions. And this concert was Wednesday, December 1st, 2004 at the Lion's Den. And we got to rock this with Uncommon NASA. And also, uh, he's not on this sign, but PAC-FM also performed at this uh, event. Uh, going on here, we have one of the flyers for uh, the Philly concerts. This was at a place called the Kyber, downtown Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia is a great city. Um, it's uh, got a very Benjamin Franklin type of look to it. And uh, this is the other show that we played in Philly. Uh, we opened for Last Emp. This was at a place called Yulana's. And, uh, yeah, this was a packed house as well. So, great tour. Great tour. That was the Destroying All Lines tour, East Coast, 2004. One thing special about this tour is that... Uh, I dropped my EP, Bow to the Scepter, um, speaking of the scepter, uh, so this is an EP on, uh, that we released on, on, on vinyl, Off-White, Bow to the Scepter, and CD, and uh, when we were getting the CDs manufactured, I was on the Destroying All Lines tour, so we had the first batch of CDs sent to Brooklyn, where we were staying at, and they actually did arrive on time. So, my first, my first opportunity to sell these CDs was at uh, the Philadelphia shows, and I did sell a few that night. So, that was very special. And um, uh, I don't know if they're still around, but Bellwether Manufacturing, thank you very much for coming through in the clutch on that one. And as soon as we got home from the Destroying All Lines tour, we got to rock a party uh, for New Year's Eve. So we played New Year's Eve 2005, uh, 2004 going into 2005. We played a New Year's Eve party with RJD2 at the Abbey Pub in Chicago. And this right here is the backstage pass for that show. So it featured all these artists. And um, 
Yeah, it was the New Year's Eve dance party with RJD2, Pugsley Adams, Quell, Off-White, Dr. Jones, Robust, Royce, and DJ Intel. And the reader uh, gave us some good press for that show as well in the famous Section 3 again. So this would be the New Year's Eve edition of the reader in 2004. And uh, they did feature... Off-White on the front here opens for RJD2 with Bugsley Adams and others. Abbey Pub. So if you check out the inside, um, they put quite a large picture of your boy in there. So uh, that's me with the scepter in Rome at the Coliseum. So thank you very much to the reader for just coming through with continued support over and over again through the years. And that was the concert for New Year's Eve at the Abbey Pub. The next grouping of shows is the Spring Forward Tour, which occurred in April 2005 and featured Off-White, Mestizo, Mike Gow, Kip Killigan, and uh, took us on the West Coast and onto the Pacific Northwest. So looking at the full list of shows, we hit up Flagstaff, San Diego, La Jolla, California, Pomona, California, Pacifica, Portland, Oregon, Bellingham, Washington, and Olympia, Washington. Now the only promotional material I have for the Spring Forward Tour is this uh, 8.5 by 11 for our show in Olympia, Washington at McCoy's. But I do love the state of Washington. Uh, I do love the Pacific Northwest. I think it's a, a very clean uh, part of the country. The air is very clean and the people are very nice. And I'm a big uh, Nirvana fan. So anyway, at this point, uh, we are at the year 2005, and we're getting to the point where it's uh, my last shows as a Chicagoan. And uh, this particular flyer right here is um, a show that I did in Carbondale, Illinois. Um, I drove down with a haiku and rocked Hangar 9 at SIU with Serengeti and DJ Flesh One. Shout outs to DJ Flesh One. And uh, the, the flyer I have after that is the Saul Williams show at the Hot House. So I opened for Saul Williams uh, Friday, June 3rd, 2005 in Chicago at the Hot House. You can see the off-white listing there. And there's the back. And then another show I performed at with Serengeti uh, was at the Underground Lounge. And I was able to get a press write-up for that. So this right here is um, 
an article from the Chicago Sun-Times. Now this isn't the red streak, uh, which is the edition I showed before. This is the actual Chicago Sun-Times. Friday, July 6th, uh, 2005. And uh, there's my photo again with the scepter. And it says, Off-White found a means of being true to your identity when he discovered hip-hop while growing up in downstate Springfield. And this is another article by David Jakubiak, so thank you. And it highlights the show, Off-White Serengeti Haiku Babble at Underground Lounge. So that show was Saturday, July 9th, 2005. After that, I rocked the Abbey Pub one more time with Quell, Outer Limits, Mediocre, and Maker. And right after that, I moved to Los Angeles. Uh, it was around this time that Jeff Kuklich also moved to California. Jeff moved to the Bay Area. So, in the reader, section 3, uh, they did cover the label leaving here. They're out of here. So it talks about how... Uh, uh, basically how, how we left. And they printed this uh, um, article without any prior notice to us. But yeah, the reader really chronicled our time uh, very well. So shout outs to the reader just for all your coverage. So I did move to Los Angeles in August 2005. And... Uh, we were getting booked in the Southern California area quite a bit. Uh, the first concert that I did as a, an Angelino was at the Echo for the Dark Day Tour with Quell. And then this is a flyer I have for the first time that I played the Knitting Factory. Uh, the Knitting Factory is a very famous venue that is now uh, defunct, but it was... Um, uh, well, it was a great place, and uh, I was able to rock it. Uh, thank you to Life for the Better Crew who got me this show. This is the front of the flyer, and then this is the uh, information on the back of the flyer. But uh, this show was Saturday, January 28th, 2006, at the Knitting Factory. Um, and then this is the next show I played in the area uh, in Pasadena. Uh, it opened for a Typical Cats, and this is at the Terrace in Pasadena. Uh, I got a couple copies of this flyer and showed the other side, so you could see who else was touring and going through that venue at the time. Pretty cool. Mm -hmm. uh, but we would end up rocking the Terrace a couple more times, so that, thank you to the promoters there. And then this is another flyer I have from the Knitting Factory. Uh, this would be Saturday, June 24th, 2006. Um, at the Knit. And this is um, a show in San Diego. This is a regular night called The Downbeat. So here's a flyer for that. And uh, this is at a place called The Beehive in San Diego and uh, had a concert there. This was uh, Sunday, 
November, pardon me, this was uh, Saturday, August 12, 2006. And uh, I'll show the list of shows. There are a couple that I was not able to retain promotional materials for. But it was at this time that I released my third album, Mainstay. So we'll take a look at Mainstay here. This is the CD. And uh, this dropped in 2007. So I did some release parties for for this album. And uh, this is the flyer. So let's take a look. Um, we have San Diego, San Francisco, LA, and Chicago. The tour was sponsored by Tribal Gear. So thank you to Tribal. Much love. And um, yeah, it included a Chicago show as well as the West Coast. So, mainstay release parties. There were a lot of uh, concerts I was unable to salvage flyers for. But one of the LA shows I was able to retain a flyer for is Urban Underground. So this would be uh, the front of the flyer. Urban Underground is a long-running weekly in LA. And then they have my photo on the back. You see it there. So I rocked Urban Underground Friday, September 11th, 2009 with Cadillac Ron and Existereo. Uh, there are some California shows that I cannot place um, the dates for. Uh, I know I performed at a venue called Zen Sushi. Uh, I know I performed with Kwang Gu and his crew Noble Hops at a bar in Long Beach. And I know I uh, performed at a show at UC Riverside in 2006. And there's footage of that show available on YouTube. Uh, there was also a show February 2007 at the Knitting Factory that, um, that I was uh, a part of. I can't remember the date for it. And I think there were one or two more shows at the Pasadena venue, the Terrace, that I'm not listing here. The next grouping of shows involves my Japanese tours. Uh, the first time we went to perform in Japan was for the Black Rain Japan Tour in December 2009. And this tour involved Quell, Off-White, and Dallas Jackson, Jeff, and it was presented by Weenod, so thank you to Junichi Saki. Uh, Weenod is a record store in Tokyo, and they are still in operation today. Uh, I'd like to give a shout out to the visual artist, Ima One, Japanese artist that drew the official tour flyer for the Black Rain Tour. And um, 
Yes, that is, uh, that's supposed to be Dr. Jones. And that is uh, Dallas Jackson with uh, the sunglasses. And uh, that would be Quell facing away. And uh, that would be me facing away. But uh, this was, um, uh, so they, ha they do have Emo 1 in the, in the uh, credits. Emo 1 would end up doing live painting during our Tokyo show. So, um, the tour took us through a number of locations. Uh, Nagoya, Osaka, we had uh, three concerts in Tokyo, and we also went up to the mountains in Gunma. Uh, Gunma Prefecture. Prefecture. But this right here on the right is a flyer for the Nagoya show, which was the first show on the tour. And you can see in Japan, they really put ample amounts of information on the promotional materials. And then over here we have the back of the main flyer which was um, more focused on the Tokyo concert. Um, I'll explain the different, the different uh, concerts in Tokyo. Um, so if you look at the show list, the first concert that we did in Tokyo was in a neighborhood called Shibuya. And it was a club, uh, at a club called Majul. So the, the official name would be Shibuya Majul. And this is the um, flyer for that. And, um, you know, Junichi would tell us that it is important that our first appearance in Tokyo be in the neighborhood of Shibuya because it makes a statement. So that was the first stop on the tour involving Tokyo. And the other performances that we did in Tokyo at the time were at a record store the next day, which was very cool. And the last show of the tour, the one that is labeled uh, Minami Kashiwa at Water, that's actually just a, a suburb of, of Tokyo. So I would consider that Tokyo as well. This was the flyer for the show in Gunma, in the mountains. And then my second Japanese tour involved the release of my EP Go. Um, Off-White and KK Go, let me just go forward here really quick. Um, Go is an EP that dropped in 2013, but I wasn't able to get around to you know, getting to Tokyo until 2014. So on this tour, I went to the Philippines first and attended my cousin's wedding. So, shout-outs to uh, my cousin Joey. Um, but also, when I stopped in to the Philippines, I performed at a party at Ateneo University. And I also wanted to put 
this picture of the uh, one of the colonial houses that I saw during that trip because uh, these structures are very beautiful. And then I headed over to Tokyo where um, I was all set to do the Go release party with KK. And this right here is um, a postcard of one of Ima One's works. So I reunited with Ima One and he took me to his personal studio. So this is the kind of artwork that Ima normally does. He does these um, kinds of works uh, anywhere from this size to mural size. And on the back, <laughs> there you go, to Ryan. Winter's Greeting, Emo One. It's from his studio in Tokyo. Uh, this studio was actually just around the corner from the show venue. And the show uh, was at a place called Heavy Six Zero. This is the flyer. And um, so here's the front. This is what we were celebrating. Okay. Uh, Off-White and KK. This is a five-song EP. When this dropped, it got a lot of press, and it includes one of my most uh, popular songs, Country of Islands. Um, also, performing on this, uh, on this um, event was Candle from Mary Joy. Yeah, very cool. And on the back, of course, they give you the directions. I gotta say, man. <laughs> Heavy 6-0 in Nakano, yeah, it's difficult to get to. It's, um, it's a little cutty, but it's very cool. I love Tokyo. So that was my second Japanese tour for the release of Go. So, the final grouping of shows that I'd like to talk about involves my return home to Illinois. And one of the more significant events to occur during this time is the release of my fourth studio album, Dialogue. Uh, this was released on vinyl as well as CD. Uh, Dialogue was released in 2016 and then in 2018 I released my fifth album, Both Sides of the Mississippi. So to promote these releases, I've been doing shows around the Midwest, and uh, one of my shows back here in my hometown of Springfield, Illinois, was at the Black Sheep Cafe, and this was in 2018, and this was a release party for both sides of the, of the Mississippi. And this was a release party for both sides of the Mississippi. And then the most recent show I've played here in Springfield is the Down Home Music Festival this summer. So the Illinois Times gave me my first ever cover story. 
and this is the issue from August 16th to August 22nd 2018 August 22nd is my birthday so um, thank you to Illinois Times and to the writer Tom Irwin for this display of hometown love. Beautiful cover. So to draw a close to today's episode, I'd like to read an excerpt from the Miles Davis autobiography, as I discussed before. Um, this is from page 205. As a musician and as an artist, I have always wanted to reach as many people as I could through my music. And I have never been ashamed of that because I never thought that the music called jazz was ever meant to reach just a small group of people or become a museum thing locked under glass, like all other dead things that were once considered artistic. I always thought it should reach as many people as it could, like so-called popular music. And why not? I never was one of those people who thought less was better. The fewer who hear you, the better you are, because what you're doing is just too complex for a lot of people to understand. A lot of jazz musicians say in public that they feel this way, that they would have to compromise their art to reach a whole lot of people. But in secret, they want to reach as many people as they can, too. Now, I'm not going to call their names. It's not important. But I always thought that music had no boundaries, no limits to where it could grow and go, no restrictions on its creativity. Good music is good no matter what kind of music it is. And I always hated categories. Always. Never thought it had any place in music.